Everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in all things crime. And of course, Lori Vallow, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Uh, hello. How's it going? <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Been it's all good. Interesting trip to court this morning, I think. Yes. Yes. A very interesting. Well, just an interesting experience all around at court today, I think. We yeah. Saw a few things we haven't seen before, and mm -hmm. we, uh, yeah. So I'm sure y'all know the end result because you've probably seen it everywhere that the mm -hmm. uh request for a new trial was denied by the judge. Mm -hmm. Not like anybody's super surprised by that, but we'll go through yeah. kind of what happened in the hearing and a few other things that happened. Yeah, it was quite an interesting day. We were just we, uh shutting the hell up and paying attention because there was a lot yes, we to were. see we were super good girls as we mm -hmm. always are uh when we got there there were two people waiting with a deputy outside they hadn't even allowed people mm -hmm. in the courthouse yet let alone yeah. the courtroom um i think maybe they were expecting quite a bit quite a few more people than they got there really was mm -hmm. probably 20-ish people in the audience today it wasn't mm, maximum maximum yeah it wasn't that many there the, were 10 Mark spectators very small yeah there were 10 yeah. spectators and then there was the victim's advocate and the uh defense's uh investigator and then a handful of cops that was it yeah, yeah. it was pretty small mm -hmm. uh it was kind of back to a core group of people who have been attending court in fremont county for many months that you yeah. know, in, uh, ourselves included uh <laughs> it was a very funny moment just as the hearing, we were all sitting waiting mm -hmm. for um, the judge to come in. And it was absolutely silent in the room. You could hear a pin drop. And then the construction workers outside started blasting some heavy metal. Mm -hmm. And you could hear it like almost word for word inside. <laughs> and some of that went on through the entire hearing. And some of the time you could hear some guy. I don't know what he was doing out there, but he was singing at the top of his lungs. <laughs> you could hear it. <laughs> Through the whole hearing, which was hilarious. It was because, you know, Judge Boyce couldn't even take his phone. I mean, no, he couldn't. we know he how he feels about he was disruptions. In the room. Yeah. We know how much he, he likes disruptions great. in the courtroom. And boy, was he getting disrupted. <laughs> yeah. But when uh, Lori arrived, uh, boy, we could hear her long before she came into the room. Mm -hmm. She was in her orange and white jail jumpsuit and orange jandals mm -hmm. and she was shackled at the wrists and the ankles and you yeah. could hear her clinking her way in mm -hmm. um she had on some what what do you think colored pencil eye makeup it was not <laughs> it's not, not looking good oh man it was it, it's the worst it's been there yeah. was like some attempt at blush that went clear up by her eyes. That was this yeah. kind of weird pink streaky stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she looked and like really, rough. really, really thin eyebrows mm -hmm. and, and her hair color on her lips. Very dirty. Her hair yes. looked really heavy and dirty. It did. She did and it have. It wasn't really curled. It was just kind of wavy. Yeah, I, I called it her tampon curls, but I'm guessing it was really just braids that she'd pulled out. I imagine. Yeah, because it didn't look. Good. But, you know, now that she's convicted, they don't have to let her dress into street clothes and, you know, try to no. look like a regular person. It's okay for her to just look like a prisoner as she is. And she right. Like shit. Yeah. She did. She looked terrible. Oh, she and also did have the Shih Tzu uh, ponytail and up top. She did, too. yes. Yeah. Yes. But she does not have the benefit of innocent until proven guilty anymore because she's now proven guilty. And mm -hmm. gosh, it was. Um, a huge difference from what she looked like during her trial. A mm -hmm. huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the whole energy of the courtroom, too. Before the trial started, there was a lot of chatty stuff, laughing. Mm -hmm. The court uh, people, the court, uh, you know, administrator and all the different clerks and whatnot, they were all chatting with each other and laughing. The prosecutors and with were the prosecutors. chatting it up. And, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty lighthearted in mm -hmm. there today. I don't think that anybody but the defense maybe thought that this was going to go anywhere because no I don't one's think seen anybody it but Lori maybe thought this was going to go. Right. Anywhere. I mean, did, yeah, like Jacob Marley clanking. Yes, Samantha. That is exactly what I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. Is like, it, yeah, yeah, like that. It was weird because she left during the break and came back and you could hear her so long before she arrived in the courtroom for the same mm -hmm. reason. Thinking. That was pretty serious shit. Like, he's, she's a triple murderer now. Yeah. Convicted and treated as such. Mm-hmm. Which was very interesting. It definitely changes things a lot. It yeah. did seem as though she'd gotten over her uh, anger at her attorneys, though. She was talking to them. It Well, more to... Uh, more to uh, Archibald than to Thomas. She mm -hmm. was kind of back to that, you know, the Archibald's her jam kind of thing. And she was pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of her go to is Archibald mm -hmm. is her savior. Yeah. Probably not now. <laughs> not after the end of the uh, hearing. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Leading up to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's see here. Of course, you know, Rob Wood came in all dapper. He always has a vest on mm -hmm. under his suit coat. He cracks me up. He looks mm -hmm. like a country lawyer, you know, just like exactly mm -hmm. what you would think a country lawyer looks like, the way that he dresses. Minus the cowboy hat. Too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If he had a cowboy hat, it would completely fit the fit. It would. <laughs> and Lindsay Blake was there in a black top and this really beautiful hot pink skirt. Mm -hmm. And they just looked great. They just looked like. I think they walked in knowing exactly that there was no, mm -hmm. nothing was going to happen here today. Rachel Smith was not there. We're kind mm -hmm. of assuming that Rachel has probably gone home. Nobody has said that, but we kind of think that, uh, you know, that that's, that's kind of the way things are working. However, it would be interesting to see if she's there for sentencing, but uh, she wasn't there today. Yeah. I'm sure she's still around because she'll be there for, for Chad's mm -hmm. trial for sure. But, yeah, she didn't really need to be there. Colleen no. says, can you can you get me out of this? I'll forgive the stupid books comment. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Well, she was real chatty and smiley. And, you know, she definitely was still doing that at the beginning of the hearing. Mm -hmm. um, the way that she kind of always starts these hearings out. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Oh, there was an interesting discussion between the court staff about which there are two you know, tables with microphones set up mm -hmm. with their, um, you know, for the defense and for the prosecution. And I overheard a, com a conversation between these two court staff about they'd been apparently asking the judge if the judge cared which side they each sat on. Mm. And I saw her say, I'll say I saw her because I really was reading lips, not listening because mm. I couldn't hear her from across the room, that he doesn't care which side but that maybe we should do this side because it's further away from where all the people here to watch will be sitting. Uh -huh. So it's the opposite side that they have been, that they've had her on and every hearing we've ever been to in that courthouse. Well, they gave Lori this tiny little low chair in comparison yeah, it, to her attorneys. It was this little chair. It was like her attorneys were clear up here and Lori was clear down here. It made her already like much kid. bigger than her. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it did make her look like a little kid. It was a teeny chair. Yeah. But it was interesting that they were discussing that and that the judge wanted her to yeah. be as far away from the public as possible. I don't know <laughs> whose safety that was for exactly. You know, right. she did arrive in her bulletproof vest and leave in her bulletproof vest like always. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was kind of an interesting little view into the things that they think about before these mm -hmm. hearings. Yeah. So Judge Boyce came in. And, you know, got right to it. He said, you know, this is the motion filed by the defense for a motion for a new trial. He said that he had seen the, the motion from the defense and he had seen the response from the prosecution. And he wanted to get right into it. Uh -huh. So Archibald started for the defense. And, uh, <laughs> boy, he said that the court made errors and made mistakes uh -huh. a bunch of times. Uh -huh. You know, which is literally, first of all, implying that the judge made mistakes. Uh -huh. And also then he blamed the prosecution. So he started with 
some of the language in the original indictment that came from the grand jury. And he said yeah. that the grand jury did not write that indictment, that the prosecutor wrote, prosecution wrote that indictment and that it was their mistake. So this but literally- he this can't know that. He's no, saying this is, that this is language that's common in legalese. And so obviously yeah. the grand jury didn't write this, the prosecution Well, did. it's also implying that the, the, the process, that the grand jury just does whatever the prosecutor says. Uh-huh. Because there's been quite a bit of that. So this was to do with the definition of co-conspirator. What does that mean? And what they did is they included the word and, and then when they amended it, they changed it to and slash or. Uh-huh. Literally. That was this whole argument, this first one. Uh-huh. Um, well, so by God, then let her go. Let her go. Right. My you can't God. just be adding this horror. Yeah. So it was about like, you know, they say that the co the co-conspirators are Alex Cox, Chad Daybell, Lori Vallow, and or uh, you know, co-conspirators named or unnamed. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was really, really funny. Just the mm-hmm. the the way he went on and on about this. Uh-huh. The way that they, because that says that there are five conspirators. And I mean, we've had this conversation over the definition of conspirators into finitum in hearings, in the trial, blah, blah, blah. The legal definition is two people. Amber, you sat behind us today and you didn't even say hello. Um, we had oh, said, sorry, court we didn't recognize. We should have said hi. Yes, we wondered who you were because we'd not seen you before. Well, hi. As you can tell, we, we really always say hi. <laughs> we do keep to ourselves in court, but if you know us, please come talk to us. Please Absolutely. say hi. Yes. Yeah. But so this was well, the hi, first... Amber. Hi. <laughs> yes. This was the first problem they had was adding the and slash or, which by um, and because they said conspirator, not conspirators, that you know, um. Archibald did his magical defense attorney math, and that means that there must be five conspirators. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I it really was, you're talking serious nitpick when you're saying. Oh, gosh. They added a slash and the word or. Mm-hmm. So there was. And that, that would be enough to trigger a new trial. Yes, because so there are seven reasons to trigger a new trial and you only have to have one of them for the judge to be able to trigger a new trial. And we'll kind of explain what they were. It's kind of it's kind of confusing, frankly, but this was one of them, I guess. I don't know. That's where Archibald started. Uh-huh. And yeah, that was so number said, one. Yeah. And he said that um, that the court made an error in the jury instructions for trial and that he blamed the state for that error. And uh-huh. it's because that the that the jury received instruction that a conspiracy is two people, but then also because of the way the indictment was read, it actually told them that it was five. Uh-huh. I don't ever hear, recall anyone saying five except for Archibald. Uh-huh. The only actual number, right, everyone knows Right. More than one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is two or more. That's right. it. And the number five was never said ever in the trial. It wasn't in the jury instructions. It was never said in the indictment. No one ever said it. This is Archibald's um, language. This is his slippery speech trying to create something. Yeah. Because the de- the difference is two or more, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, that, that part was interesting to me because it was just such... A number he pulled straight on out of his ass? Yes. Yes, he really did. And so he said that, you know, the jury was confused because they were given two different definitions of conspiracy. One, two, and the other was five. And I don't think anyone at all was confused about this. Not even him. No. No. Uh, (laughs) Freudian slip. (laughs) Good good point. (laughs) What do you know, Archibald? Is it really five? What do you know? (laughs) I was trying to add up five. I'm like, okay, you got Chad, you got Lori, you got Alex. We're talking mm-hmm. about the melodies. Are we talking about Zalima? Are we talking about somebody else? Right, but they don't. I mean, what are you saying? The law, they don't even have to be named or charged. No, they don't. No. And and they brought in plenty of people who could have been 
you know, included as a co-conspirator during sure. the uh, trial, as yeah. we all know. And so, I think the jury's smart enough to, uh, you know, right. recognize that. They yeah. only have to tr prove two. You yeah, know. they only Ever have heard to prove of Chad two. and Lori? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I mean, they proved plenty of Alex, too, even though, you know, he's conveniently dead. Um, so then he brought up the other amendment to the indictment, and this happened at the end of the state's case during the trial. You'll mm. remember because it was a huge moment and everyone was pissed off. And that was when before the defense or the uh, prosecution rested, they needed to change. There was an error. They called it um, a clerical error. And I genuinely think it is. And we'll tell you why. Um, in the so it said grand theft. And then there are a couple of kinds of grand theft by deception or by deceit or by withholding property owned by someone else. But the mm -hmm. thing is, all of those things are grand theft. Right. So it's like grand theft is the overarching charge. And then under that are the different types of grand theft that basically are, this is what the prosecution had to prove. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> You're going full Archibald. How many drinks did you have? <laughs> right? A few. <laughs> yeah. Not in trial, though. Not 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 in court. No. Um, he talked about how they tried to change this during prior to the trial, which is true. They did. They brought up some problems within the indictment and were shot down a couple of mm -hmm. times prior to trial. Mm -hmm. But the thing is. Um, the state has, until they have rested their case legally to change the trial, that's Idaho law. To, to change the indictment. Yeah. Yeah. To change the indictment. Right. And, and when they, when Lindsay Blake talked about this, she brought up several precedences where grand theft is grand theft. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, even if that mistake is made and in several places, it said the right thing in the, in the indictment and in one place it said the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So it's, Again, very much semantics. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he was like, my client didn't know what she was actually charged with, which she was charged with grand theft. We all we all understand that, you know. Right. Right. Uh, let's see. So then he brings up the juror interview. And boy, did we learn some things about this, didn't we? Yeah. Very interesting. So brought up the juror mm -hmm. interview and about. Um, you know, how he thought that what the jurors said when he was interviewed by Nate Eaton that indicated that the jury instructions were confusing mm -hmm. and that he didn't understand. And then the juror came right out and interviewed with Nate again and said, that's not what I said. And that isn't true at all. Mm -hmm. But Katie, tell us what we learned about that in court. That it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Those nothing that a juror says in an interview or otherwise after the trial is over is admissible in court right. unless it meets some very specific uh, guidelines, which this was not. I mean, it would be like something super egregious, you know, Yeah. like in an interview afterward, they're like, oh, yeah, I was looking at Google the whole time. You know, I mean, there would be things right. that a judge would want to call them. In somebody pinned me down and threatened me with a knife unless I said guilty. Mm -hmm. Oh, we uh, couldn't come to a conclusion, and so we flipped a coin. I, there are certain yeah. things, but this didn't meet any of those things whatsoever. Yeah. And them even trying to take what he said in a news interview and use it as a way to get a new trial is completely illegal. It yeah. meant nothing. No, it's, the, it's in Idaho law that that can't be used. Yeah, the prosecution really hardly argued it at all because they're like, uh, it's illegal. So, yeah. And in the judge's response, he pretty much was like, yeah, I'm not going to, he hardly addressed it either. Cause he's like, it's, there's nothing here. There's nothing I could do. Yeah. And also there's nothing here. Right. Yeah. 
Though he did make so, it pretty clear that he didn't watch that because he's not really watching those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The judge was very clear about that. He didn't watch that interview and he doesn't care. So I guess so, it's safe to say that he really doesn't watch us after all. No, he does not. <laughs> me, not surprised at all. <laughs> uh, so uh, then the judge turned time over to Lindsay Blake for her rebuttal. She talked about how there are seven reasons, to, grounds for asking for a new trial. Yeah. And the state's argument is that there's none of these that, that were presented were grounds for a new trial. Mm -hmm. uh, she said the amendment to the grand jury indictment related to grand theft, that it's the difference between grand theft by deceit or grand theft by withholding property or something like that. Like it, it's very much semantics and both of them are grand theft. So it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter. And she said, actually um, the one that they had uh, changed it to put a fair amount more honest on the state to prove it, but actually yes, they just yeah. made their own job harder, not, yeah. you know, not the other way around, but it doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, she it said the Idaho lot. precedent has shown that the amendment does not actually change yeah. or change the charge or the underlying offense. Mm -hmm. And the Idaho law allows amendment of charges to be done before the defense rests, as long as it does not ch charge the defendant with a new offense. And yeah. it was all grand all theft. Still grand theft. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was in Fremont County today, Kathleen. Which we're I think back we were at home. All, like, who gives a fuck about grand theft? Like, honestly, fine, throw it out. Like, we care. Right. We're more interested yeah. in the murder charges, you know? But, you know, not like it works like that. But still, you know, everyone's like, so what? The grand theft was going to carry a charge of, like, two to three years. Who cares? Yeah, it's nothing compared to the murder and the conspiracy to commit murder yeah. charges. Like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So then... She talked about uh, that post-conviction statements by jurors are not allowed to change the outcome of the trial. Mm -hmm. That Idaho law says that if the, the court cannot consider the statement of the juror at all, unless no. it meets these very egregious um, outcome, you know, yeah. uh, qualifications, which it didn't at all. No. So no. she was like, so that's out. Uh, then she said, oh, because the other part of the thing with the juror that the defense had said was that he made a statement about Charles Vallow's murder that was not information that was given to the jury during the trial. Mm -hmm. And that juror came out after that and said, yeah, because the first thing I did when I got home from this was go look up the uh, Dateline episodes because I wanted to know what the hell happened in Arizona around mm -hmm. Charles Vallow's murder. He made it very clear that as soon as he was done and he was released from his obligation as a juror, yeah, he could go learn anything he wanted to about the case. Which, of course, and is his right. He had also yeah. said that he never, they never did learn how Alex died. Right. So he had to go look that up because, you know, they told them a portion of the story. Yeah. Which is what they do but in a trial. But, yeah. And this was a right. hell of a story. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings in kind of the whole 404B part of it, too, which was the other the other uh, thing that they argued, which is that, you know, that the that's what the jury was confused about was that you can't take the information from the, where the case started in Arizona and bring it into this court and say this is only for perspective so that you understand how this all started mm -hmm. and it not be evidence. Mm -hmm. Except that that juror that they interviewed said that he fully did understand that. And he felt that everybody else in the room did too. Mm -hmm. Totally. But of course, that was the other thing they argued. The defense yep. argued. Archibald said, because they were unclear and confused about 404B and judge. That's why we argued against 404B. Even third year law students can't understand 404B. How could we just oh, expect yeah. the jury to? Like they're just a bunch of freaking oh, idiots. Well, and there was some implication that the that that not even the prosecutors understand that. Yes. The way that he said it, it uh -huh. was like even attorneys don't get this. It was yeah. It, it was, was there was some digs in today. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And and he said, So, you know, the remedy we think is just that uh we just do a new trial. 
and we'll just gladly uh, shack up with Chad and do yes. a trial with him. We'll just do it, you know, next spring, just per normal. And and I'll just leave the recommendation here that we just don't allow 404B in the future. Yes. Like, yes. who are you? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny and about how, well, we just assume, Your Honor, that if you do give us a new trial, that you'll just... Um, You'll just join these trials again, and we'll just do this trial with uh, Lori, with uh, Chad. Because was you'll just... remember, Your Honor, it wasn't us. It wasn't yes. us that wanted to uh, split the trials. Oh, uh, yeah, all except for that uh, you refused to waive your right to a speedy trial. So, yes, it was to you. Uh, yeah, it, it, Lori did that. Lori definitely yeah. did that. Whether yeah. she understood that's what she was doing or not, she did. Oh, yeah. It is true that, uh, you know. Pryor had fought and fought and fought to split these trials, but he wasn't getting that until Lori refused to waive her right to a speedy trial. That's the whole mm -hmm. reason it happened. So Archibald well, sitting is, here today he... saying that we didn't even want that. Bullshit, you didn't. You right, I know. I don't buy that either. Because he'd already, they'd already turned it down, turned the severance down uh, twice to Pryor. Yeah. Uh -huh. This was, they didn't have any choice. Mm-hmm. But see, I think today it was more like, look, if the reason you don't want to give us a new trial is because of the expense, we'll just do it along with Lori. Like, it's not going to cost any more money. See, we're fine yeah. here. We'll just I feel like combine and we'll be all good. A big concession there, you know? Yeah. And it was quite an assumption on his part that that's, you know, he was basically telling the judge, well, I, I know what you're going to do, Your Honor. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't think you do. I, I really don't. <laughs> well, in that whole... Uh, I just recommend that in the future, we just don't do 404B. Yes, we, we, we've, <laughs> we'll continue oh, to okay. fight it because it's the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was the judge who decided that that was allowed in the first place. I mean, mm -hmm. this is not really the place because he's and definitely said some things about the errors that the court made, the mm -hmm. misjudgments that the court made. I don't think you're going to get your way with that judge because he's the guy that made those decisions. Mm -hmm. Well, and to say that the jury was confused and didn't receive proper uh, counsel about 404B, my God, I think we all could quote 404B in our sleep. We heard right. it so many times during that trial. It's insanity to try to say otherwise. But again, right. they're just doing their jobs and they don't have much to go on. So here we are. Right. This is straws. what they're picking at, you know, yeah. individual words. Yeah. And, and this kind of stuff that's been ruled upon over and over and over again. Uh, so the last thing that, that he had said, so basically the state says, so they don't meet any of the requirements for granting a new trial, and we ask that the judge deny it. Mm -hmm. So Archibald gets his chance for rebuttal, mm -hmm. and he just... <laughs> He said that the court read the indictment to Lori and it said the conspiracy was five people. She was not read the jury instructions and that she understood the conspiracy was five people. And this justifies a new trial. Mm -hmm. Really hanging on to that. But no one ever said five people. No, no one. That was never said until Archibald wrote it in that motion. But also Archibald, if Lori was confused, that's on you. Right. He said, oh, well, he addressed that. He said, well, I can't tell her. Well, the judge said this, but he didn't really mean that. He meant this. <laughs> he really did. Yeah, he put a big show on on that. Yeah, he did. He did. Now, but I know, kept talking about him to find anyone who ever said five yeah. people in a conspiracy mm -hmm. ever. It was never said. Yeah. There was also the, uh, the a case that they brought up a bunch of times. The oh, Yang yes. case. So the Yang mm -hmm. ruling happened in, I believe, 2019 here in Idaho. And this was a ruling surrounding another case that had uh, changed some wording from and to and slash or. And it had made it all the way to the appellate court who said, uh, yeah, that does not trigger a new trial. It's not what they called a fatal error. Yeah. The yeah. fatal error that would trigger a new trial. Um so they went back to Yang several times, but I was amazed that the judge, when he explained his ruling, brought up not just Yang, but another ruling that just happened here in June in Idaho, just like seven days ago, yeah. with basically the exact same situation and result. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. So that little bit of semantics didn't matter, didn't change no. anything. Well, 
Archibald kept saying, well, that was the ruling on Yang, but they were wrong. Yeah, that's what he said. But that was bad case law, Your mm -hmm. Honor. That and then bad. they bring they up wrong. like several other cases that have mm -hmm. exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, what? I said it was interesting to hear them it talking really about was. those other cases. And I even thought about looking up the Yang case and talking about it, but it sounds like it was a pretty minor marijuana charge that. Yeah, it was marijuana. It didn't sound that yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So then we had a 20 minute recess for mm -hmm. the judge because he said, I need to go. I'm going to go come back and review with you all of the defense's, you know, justifications for a new trial. And I'm ready to rule today, yeah. which yay, because sometimes um, boys can, you know, mm -hmm. say that he, shit he's going yeah. file it in a written ruling and it takes a week or something. So I was really psyched that we got a ruling today. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So she left the courtroom for a while and came back. It just really was so clear to me watching her come and go and sitting there. She doesn't have that, um, that really like confidence about herself that she's had in the past. It's not no, there. Except for that she was mugging for the cameras when they loaded her up. The she's video that East Idaho does have her. Right. She, that was, that was a storm cloud that cleared up quick. Yeah. Really was. interesting to see that picture of her versus who left court. Yeah, it, it really is. So the judge comes back and, you know, he, this was a very quick hearing, frankly. It mm -hmm. did not take that long. You know, he said that the uh, the um, conspiracy definition and including and or, or does not deprive the defendant of due process. So it is not a fatal error. Mm -hmm. uh, the second issue, the amended indictment about grand theft, he said there was an error in one place in the document misstating the type of grand theft, but it was all still grand theft. And that the amendment was admissible at the time that it was given. Um, mm -hmm. And it also didn't lessen the burden of the state. So there was no reason for it to be a problem. Right. Uh, then he talked about the juror interview and why post-trial statements by jurors um, are, cannot be considered by a judge for any reason unless, you know, it was real egregious and that just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. um, he said that the exception did not apply to 404. He was real fast with 404B. He was like, mm -hmm. we have talked about 404B and I have explained it to the jury and explained it to all of you so many times. Yeah. I'm he not talking not about this again. At all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. It was funny. Cause he was like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm very tired of this conversation. Totally. So then he just def denies her request for the new trial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then he goes to leave the bench and as he is leaving the bench, Lori, we're all standing, you know, they say, all rise, we're all standing, waiting for him to leave the room. She turns her back on him and tries to walk out of her little area um, mm -hmm. toward the uh, deputy that yeah. takes her out of the room. And the deputy had to kind of stop her because nobody was supposed to move till the judge was out of the room. But it was a very disrespectful move. She turned and her back to the judge before he left the room. And she knows better. Lori knows oh, yeah. better. She's been in this courtroom a million times. She knows damn well when you do and don't leave the courtroom. Right. Right. So as she was leaving, as she was turning, we had a real good look at her. Mm -hmm. And she was furious. Mm -hmm. She was pissed off. I had an accidental eye contact. Yes, you did. <laughs> Hate it. Yeah, she was. But she was super, super angry. Yeah. There was no, the, the smiley, laughy, flirty Lori was not there. The furious Lori mm -hmm. is what we saw. And yeah. then we stood in the courtroom forever and they would not let us leave. Yeah. Not just us, but everyone. Right. Who'd been in the courtroom. Yeah. We stood Which around and weird. stood around. So normally in these, in this courtroom, at least you do have to wait until the prisoners get put where they're going. You know, yeah. which is normal for their safety. But that's like maybe three or four minutes. Like it doesn't take a long time. You just no. have to stay in that room for a few minutes while they do their business and then you're good to go. 
So the fact that this took so long was really, really weird. Yeah. So we're standing around, standing around and people keep coming and talking to the deputy that's holding the door. And so we kind of walked up closer so we could hear what was being said. And I finally just asked him, I said, is, is everything okay? Like we don't usually have to wait this long. And he said, well, they're out there talking to her and until they're done, you can't leave. So we don't know what was happening in the hallway or the stairwell, but something was going on out there. We were there probably a good 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Very weird. Before they let us leave. So it's complete supposition on our part. This is, there is no, we have no proof or fact. We think she was out there having a fit. She may have been because normally they just go right into a room and close the door or they take her right to put her in a car or whatever. Mm -hmm. But normally this does not happen. So something was going on where she wasn't going to where she was supposed to go. Well, and the bailiffs had the door blocked so that we couldn't leave. People kept coming out of the judge's chambers doors and coming and speaking quietly to him and then walking away. Yeah. We were like, and then the someone hell? came up to the other side of the door and talked talk to him through it. Like uh-huh. they were kind of letting him know what was going on, but it was her defense attorneys who were talking to her. So I think uh-huh. they were talking her down uh-huh. after not winning what she seemed to think she was going to win. Uh-huh. And so there was something going on out uh-huh. there in the hall that lasted for way longer than you would expect. So Absolutely. the pictures you see on East Idaho news of her smiling for the camera, getting into the, uh, yes, this right here mm-hmm. is utter bullshit. Cause that because, wasn't happening uh, just a few minutes before. No, it definitely yeah. was not. She was furious. This was a show right here mm-hmm. because that was not at all what she looked like earlier. No. But boy, she likes that limelight right there, doesn't she? Wow. Boy, she does. Isn't that something? Yeah. 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 So I, again, we don't know for sure, but we're thinking she was out there having a fit. She was. I, you guys I think, think about how she acted when she was found guilty. Yeah. She was furious. That. She Arms crossed. She refused. She didn't, wasn't crossing her arms today, but refusing to speak to her attorney. She marched out of there mad. And had that a was... really angry look on her face. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see sadness in this person. She does not express it. Oh, no. There's no sadness. There's never any regret. But Mm-mm. I think she was the only person today who thought that just maybe she was going to get a new trial. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know what her attorney said to her. I, You know, I have no idea. <laughs> but... You know, I don't think she listens to them at all about what they think is going to happen. No. No. No, but I think she's also keeping up her delusions. So she likely had fasted about this, prayed about this, had written 12 pages in her or 12 chapters in her uh, journal about this. You know, she probably had herself fully convinced that this was how, you know, God was going to save her. She was going right. to get her new trial. Right. Yeah. So it's still coming, don't you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, Jessica. I watched that on the video. She started to hold her hands up in front of her face and then held them down. Mm-hmm. But there was a moment of, I'm not going to do this. And then mm-hmm. she dropped her hands and did the big smile. It was real creepy. Yeah. And that's true, Christy. She is no longer required. She was never required to take her meds, actually. Well, no. I mean, she was expected to, but she wasn't forced to. But yeah, I have been thinking that too, ever since uh, the trial was over that at some point we're going to see completely bonkers Lori emerge again because she's going to quit taking her meds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. It makes me wonder what she's going to be like by the 31st of July when the, mm-hmm. uh, when the uh, sentencing happens. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a very, it was an interesting day and it was, it was certainly a little bit different Lori than what we've seen. Um, it was not a surprising outcome. We, we knew that was, you know, looking, just looking at the defense when it was written out. Yeah. And, or, or, and yeah. that's a reason to have a new trial. Yeah. You know, that's something, uh, a couple of things we observed that were interesting, uh, before court started, uh, the investigator for the defense had come in and sat just two rows in front of us and, uh, Vince Kayakamanu, one of the sheriff's deputies there in Fremont, uh, came over and gave him a fist bump. 
Yes. <laughs> so that was really cute. Because, uh, you know, these guys have said a lot of times, you know, this trial has gotten pretty heated, but typically we're all friends here. We work really well yeah. together. And I, I liked seeing that. And, and Vince is a yeah. super cool guy. Like, I I wasn't surprised to see that, but I thought that was kind of nice. Uh, and then also, Lindsay Blake's mom was in court today. Yes. And her mother is darling. Mm-hmm. And she is. just as cute as Lindsay is. Yeah, it was nice to see. You know, we got to see Rob Wood's parents in the Madison viewing room uh, the last yeah. couple of days of the trial. So mm-hmm. it was very fun to see Lindsay, mo- Lindsay Blake's mom today. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of proud parents seeing what yeah. a... What a huge undertaking this has been for these prosecutors. Yeah. And what a straight up badass Lindsay is. Yeah. Oh, she is. Marvin says, will Lori testify in Arizona? It's a great question. I mean, it's a, it'll be a completely different um, defense team. And so we don't know. I mean, hopefully, yeah. no. If they're smart, they won't put her on the stand. But But wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't it be something? Okay, but isn't it wild to think about Lori having another set of lawyers? Right. I mean, we've been through a handful now. I mean, most memorable, of course, has been Mark Means, but (laughs) but, uh, it would be really interesting to see who she gets in Arizona. I know who it won't be, Garrett Smith. Yeah, it won't be Garrett Smith. That's true. Let's, you know. Thank you. What Thank you, you Jesus, for that, because uh, yeah. he represents everyone else in Arizona, apparently, but <laughs> it won't be Garrett. But Kaylin, I did. To see. Yes. Yeah, Mark Means. Oh, my God. Do you think he's trying to get his, his Arizona license right now? <laughs> um, uh, Kaylin, I did my very best to give her a dirty look when she turned and we saw her as she was marching out of there pissed off. I did do my best to mean mug her. Um, and, and she kind of looked at Casey, you know, looked Katie right in the eye right next to me. So she probably saw it. Mm-hmm. She probably saw it. But I, I just look, I don't know what, surprised. Probably stunned. This is not the first time she's made eye contact with me. And every time, I don't know what I think is going to happen, but I'm always like, oh, no. Oh, don't. Oh, don't. Don't, no. don't look oh, at her. No. Don't look at her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. Well, just watching that play out about how disrespectful she was to the judge and really to her own attorneys, because she stood up and tried to march out before they were trying, were walking out. She was out of there Mm -hmm. and it was, was it was inappropriate behavior for court and she Mm -hmm. fully knew it. The judge probably didn't see it because he was walking out, but I'm sure his, uh, his folks did, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody that was facing the, you know, facing the uh, stand and stuff, we all knew. Mm-hmm. Was she trying to recruit you? Is that what's happening? Probably. I'm probably in that stupid 144,000. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> Scarf man. Are you talking about Mark Means and his oh, she is. <laughs> During COVID, he absolutely refused to wear a mask. He had some dumb bandana ra- tied around his face every time. He looked like such an idiot. <laughs> I think yeah. he thought he was looking cool like an outlaw, but no, no. <laughs> More anyway. like an out an outcast, really. Is yes. Pretty much it. I yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so as far as we... Lori's attorneys did not look surprised at all with the outcome. No, they didn't. I don't they think didn't. they were surprised. They knew. they knew that this was weak as hell. No, oh, they're yeah. doing the best they have with what they've got. It's not like she's given them much. She mm-hmm. hasn't. She's given them nothing to work with. As far they as we know, there means. won't be any other hearings until the yeah. um, until the um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, that thing the, on the thirty first. The sentencing. Yeah. The sentencing. Yes, the sentencing. That's it. Mm-hmm. They got a little bit more professional today. They gave us business cards with a number on them. Oh, yeah, they did. Do you still still have yours? I was wondering if mine was still in my pocket. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is what (laughs) it looks like. Oh, you can't really see it. It's a Fremont County Court. uh, You know the business cards that you, like, print and they're all perforated and you tear them apart? Yeah. That's what this is. Uh, It has the Fremont County seal on it. It says Fremont Mm -hmm. County District Court, State of Idaho v. Lori Vallow, CR 22, 21, 1624, June 16th, 2023, 9.30 a.m., ticket four. Which is actually tomorrow. So it wasn't that (laughs) professional because the date is wrong. 
But yeah, this was the first time. Usually <laughs> we, get these, we get these laminated numbers we have to turn back in. So now we uh -huh. got these. They yeah. also are stamped with the seal of the the oh, yeah, yeah. county seal or the state of Idaho seal. I'm not sure which. Wow. But yeah, wow. the date's wrong. <laughs> the date's wrong. <laughs> this is so Fremont County. It's so Fremont County. Oh, honey, they tried. <laughs> they did. That's too they funny. did a good job. They did their best. They they did do their best. You guys, I wish you guys could see the Fremont County Courthouse. It is so cool. It it's is. It's a million years old. It's marble mm -hmm. everywhere. The stairs are just treacherous as hell. There's all this beautiful woodwork. It is gorgeous. It's tiny, though. Tiny. But, man, is it a beautiful building. Beautiful. It is. It's really pretty. And the, the acoustics are really something because you can pick mm -hmm. up every word from what people are singing outside. <laughs> well, you sure can. Oh the singing killed me. Kaylin, I did not see her run into a wall, but I did hear a lot of jangling of shackles. So maybe mm -hmm. she did. I know walking in those ankle shackles is, is hard. Mm -hmm. Especially because she's got slip-on shoes on already. Yeah. She's trying to keep the shoes on and not step too wide. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I don't know if you guys have ever worn jandals. Not highly unrecommended, but um, they're kind of hard to keep on as it is. Yeah. They are. They're real slick. Mm -hmm. And she had socks on with them. So they're, yeah. Mm -hmm. Lori has her, her snow chains on. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's true. It is a kick-ass souvenir. They didn't even take them from us. Usually they do. No, this time we got to keep them. Mm -hmm. They used to take this take the other things away from us, but... You go through security there, security, and yeah. it's a table, and there's a very nice uh, deputy sitting there that uh, asks you, you, you hand them your cell phone, and they go, do you have anything else? And I'm always like, cough drops. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then they send your phone through the little scanner thingy, and then they scan you with the wand. Uh, it's not super high tech, which is fine. But I'll tell you, when it comes to that sentencing, and we're expecting a very full house, it's going to take forever to get everybody in there with mm -hmm. that little system they have going on. We're going to have to be there very early unless they decide to do tickets or something. I don't know what they're going to do. We're waiting. I kind of tried to fill it out with one of the deputies today, but he was not really even understanding what I was asking him. So no, he wasn't. <laughs> I guess, guess we just wait and see. I guess yeah. so. It does get the job done, definitely. You know, you go through the thing. I have set it off every single time, and then they wand me. Maybe because of my blood sugar monitor I wear. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I set it off today, too, and I was like, huh. But they Nothing about me that should have done that, but. Send you on in. So, yeah. It, it definitely gets, you know, it's not going to let a, we a weapon in or anything like that. They are also very, very nice up there. Oh, yeah. So Really nice. laid back and nice. <laughs> the bailiff who we've talked to him a million times while we were at, at court today when he finally could let us go he goes come back soon <laughs> or we'll see you soon and we're like yeah you will yeah. come we'll again <laughs> oh yeah come again <laughs> it's funny <laughs> the sentencing will be live streamed so here's how sentencing is going to work on our end we are going to live stream it on this channel so you'll be able to see it uh scott's going to man that for us so that we can go to Fremont and hopefully get into the courtroom. We really, really wanted to be present for sentencing. I don't yeah. know if we'll get in. It's going to be crazy. But we're going. Aunt Sue is going. We're going to all go together is our hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, go to sentencing. But again, I wouldn't be wildly surprised to see us not get in. Because it is going to be something up there. We'll have to see. And how they're going to handle it. Because if it's just like this, we're going to have to go get in line. At the crack of dawn. Mm -hmm. At least it'll be summer. It won't be cold. Right. It won't be cold. And it'll be, I'm sure, first thing in the morning. So we'll see. But yeah. So you will be able to uh, watch it uh, without us. And then we'll be back after it's all said and done for a live stream. So we can all talk it out. Yeah. So yeah. So we can talk about it. And we'll tell you what it was like to be in the room. And mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's everything that we have for you at the moment. I think so. Camp out over it. I know. It's like we're going out for Garth Brooks tickets all over again. <laughs> Brooks tickets. 
I'm not camping out for grab birth tickets. We did it, uh, but yeah. we're not in high school anymore. No, no, we are. <laughs> we are old ladies. So, yes. Yeah. Well, we will be back next week with all our usual content. I think we're going to try to dra- wrap up the Duggar Drunkumentary with the third and fourth episodes into one show. Mm-hmm. And also, we have our very first uh, watch party with yes. you all next week. So if you are a member of our YouTube channel, we are going to be doing a one hour watch party. Now be clear about this. We are not streaming the episode. We're going to have you watch. We're no. going to tell you what episode it is and on what streaming service it is. We will have our live stream open so that we can chat during it. Mm-hmm. So Katie and I will be live. We'll be watching it with you and we can chat mm-hmm with it but uh we will not be streaming the show because we do not have those kinds of bucks Mm -hmm. uh but we thought it might be fun to watch something we haven't picked it yet but we'll pick it this weekend and let you all know what it's going to be uh so that we can uh, have some fun with that because i think it'll just be funny and fun to watch and Mm -hmm. um you know i don't know we're going to pick something crazy something kind of funny probably Mm -hmm. to start out with but then we can talk a little bit about it and yeah. Give your opinions and we'll give you hours and all that good stuff. Yeah. We think it's going to be fun. But yeah, we can't yeah. stream anything because, you know, getting sued and things. Yeah. Sued? No. We can't really we can't really afford John Thomas or or J- Jim Archibald. <laughs> I guess we'd have to get public defenders. So then maybe they would be our attorney. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they would. Uh, not on Patreon. That's just through uh, our subscription on. Yes, that's through our YouTube, YouTube subscription. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so we'll see. Yes, Gina. Gina said, so that smiling when she came out in shackles is fake, huh? Mocking people totally that, fake. oh, that nothing bothers her, including killing of her family almost. Yep. Yep. Well, no, she, she was furious, but not for the reasons you would hope. No, she was furious because yeah, yeah. she didn't get a new trial. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But yep, that she slapped that smile on. She did. Fake yep. as hell. <laughs> I really heard that uh, Mark Means might have time. <laughs> I checked uh, on Twitter just to see uh, what's the latest. Dude has not posted on Twitter since the 3rd of June. Wow. Interesting. I really thought he'd be all up in East Idaho uh, News' grill today commenting on this, and he has not been. That's interesting. Hmm. Maybe he's camping. Where are you at, though? Who knows? Something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here, everybody, whether you've been here live or you've been here on a replay or on the podcast. We appreciate you all so very much. Don't forget that if you want to give us a tip for our extra hard work that we've put into this case, because you know we have, uh, you can do that at truecrimesquad.com. You can buy us a coffee or there's a place to tip us on uh, PayPal as well. And we will be back next week with all kinds of fun stuff. So please stay tuned. And thanks for being here. You bet. Take care, guys. Have a good night. Bye.